Can you find the watcher? Can the watcher be found? I realize that the heart is always stronger than the mind. Because I somehow I wake up every morning and uh, I just want to leave. I would not never expect it, but I just want to go away. Yeah. But it's mm. only in the morning. Mm. But it's every morning like this. And I just see that the, the heart is always strong in the mind. Mm. It's all never superficial, but it's, it's If we there, give respect to that, if you, we as... Uh, do you understand when I say, if we give respect to that? Because as we speak, you must keep watching the eye where the eye moves to. Mm. Well, I wish everybody was here, or all their ears were here. I don't think I could say something more significant than that. Don't just listen. Everybody listen to what you're saying. But I listen to where your eye is, mm. where you're speaking from, not what you're speaking about, mm. where you're speaking from. Yes. And really, it starts from the place of pure consciousness of unassociated consciousness. Mm. It doesn't mean that if uh, one speaks from that true position of consciousness that you will just say, you know, divine things. You can speak about buttermilk and uh, chocolates and stuff, but there will be an, an energy in them, not the words, not, not the words in themselves, but the energy inside will be different. It's not what we say, it's who we are saying it. Mm. That matters, you know. It's not what we say, it's who we are saying it. Mostly we are people speaking to people about peoplehood. Or somehow you feel the energy in what is being said, and it feels more authentic, it feels more acceptable. Someone may say the same thing and you feel disturbed because you don't like the energy in it. But like what you say is beautiful for me something arises that we identify with that feels, we call it the mind or the mind self, mm. that uh, feels a bit challenged or whatever it is, and it just doesn't want to be around. It starts to fantasize all kinds of things about outside, how much more. <laughs> exactly. Outside is appealing and, you know, like, you know, I could be doing this, and you start to see yourself doing things that your mind is portraying. Yes. <laughs> and thinking, you know, wow, I'm just here in the bush. You know, eating muesli and with all these people who... And it will go through all of that. And it's important to to just be aware of this. And you say, out of that you say, the heart is stronger than the mind, because if it was just up to my mind, I would not be here. Because there are some people, they could not be here. Five minutes and, you know, like, I got to, got to, got to go, and, phew, and they're gone. Even people who came with the intention to stay, they come and their mind goes, let's go, and they're gone. Or they don't even board the plane because some fears come up inside that, you know, something terrible is going to happen and it manifests like that. And in the end, is that they don't take that plane. They don't come to that retreat. How many people cancel? A portion does, you know. Like something happened, you know, something happened to some... And you know what it is. 
even my you know my mother took sick you know why you took sick now when it's time for you to be free well she doesn't she genuinely seems like she's sick and they go home and mom is better and it's uh, getting well thanks to your blessings really okay very good Actually, I, I want to say that on the way here when I was coming, I, I felt so much fear and I didn't know why. And I was surprised by myself. Because all the time before I was, I just could not wait to come here. And then I was sitting in a plane and in the bus and, and like, I don't know, very strange. Mm. So. You're watching an energy inside that ordinarily is not threatened. It's not going to be threatened when you're hanging out with your friends or going to the cinema or walking sky, around or whatever, yes. Or even, <laughs> yes, yes, or even being in nature. Yes, you see? Yes, but you go to a place that brings up for you an opportunity to really discover more about yourself, the truth, and the fireworks go off and things start to come up. Shankar, remember she said, no? When I first came here, she said the first few days, I just... I felt like claustrophobia. 71 acres of land, claustrophobia. <laughs> because my mind couldn't escape. She said like this, my mind couldn't escape. I just wanted to go away. And then after something dropped in and she realized she was very fortunate to be in a place where she can be allowed to just be. And imagine something inside gets in the way of you discovering you can just be. You don't have to be becoming something. And fear comes. Once a man, he came to, um, to see me. How far back do I go with that? Anyway, he has a condition, some sickness. I think he used to work in the stock market. He was very well one of the one of those guys, and then he won this kind of uh, chance to go to America to strike some deal in the States or something. And on the plane, everything just got pulled. Mm. He arrived in the States, had no energy, he, he, he couldn't move, they took him to hospital, he was there for a while, he came home, and since then, he's been coming to Satsang for some time with a kind of uh, limp, sometimes he walks. Right. Mm. But, he asked to see me one-to-one, -one, and I think a few times he postponed. Then I told him, look, you cannot be doing this because I am waiting when you make an appointment to see me. And then, so then he came and he said, uh, this morning I was coming and my body was so, so painful. I never experienced it so much, like, like I couldn't come, like I couldn't come. And I said, no, 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 I have to go because I won't get another chance or something. Then he came, the body was very, very painful. He came to Satsang in those days at a small office, and he sat there and we, he kind of struggled and struggled. And at some point, an opening came for him. And I tell you, the office was a beautiful little office, it was very, very small, long office. Um, and it was like a cave. This office was like a cave because it was in a storeroom of a big um, block of flats and they allowed me to stay there to have an office. We had a beautiful office with a place that people could sleep and it was very nice but nobody knew we were there. It's beautiful but it's, it's dark inside. And when he came to recognition the place became light. And the whole room lit up 
I said, you can see what happened? He said, yes. I feel like everything has just vanished, everything. Of my body, I cannot feel my body at all, nothing like this. The room actually became light. Now, I don't know if I can say it's a kind of psychic light or something, but it became light inside. Oh, where does all this darkness come from? Inside, that got blown out. And still after this, months later, again, he goes back again into this place. A force is there. I don't think any human being can deny that. A force is there that seems to work to keep us bound into the body-mind conditioning. Like, all you are is a person, all you are is this, this body and your, your life, your mind, that's what you are. And the rest is just your fantasies. There's no such thing as, you know, life after death. There's no such thing as, you know, spirit, about God, about the self, what you talk about, you know. It's just this. What you do with such a person? Nothing at all. Leave them be. But you can say, when it's fast asleep. The point I made there, it's not what you say, but who you are saying it. Somebody should make a note of that. Because we speak like that, we think we're listening to oh, this person said something about this, and we, yeah. But who we are saying it, nobody grasps that. That that is the most important thing. And this is what is heard here when you speak. As you speak, you know, okay, it's not a problem really. Everyone speak. They say, yeah, and this is what's been happening. It's not, it's not, it's not a problem. It's all in your head. You make all this up. This is not a truth. I don't really see anyone coming and speaking a truth, which I say, yeah, no, that's a problem. I've not heard it yet, that someone comes and speak the truth, and I say, wow, the, 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 no, that's serious. That is really a problem. <laughs> Everything I hear that I hear is a problem is something personal. It's like mm. a personal perception, a personal creativity. I hear like this, that, that I say, yeah. That's no big deal. You can sort it out. It's just up to you how open you are prepared to be about it. And some people, they are very, very um, adamant that their the way their way of seeing is a truth, and they'll hold on to it. They won't let go of it because again, the ego it likes evidence mm. and it holds on to this idea. Yeah, but you know, I got it. You know, because on this date, on this time, yeah, I got it. I got it. Actually, got it on tape. Actually. It has a reason to keep its resentment. This is what this force does. To give you reason to believe that there is some conspiracy against you or something against you to keep you in that state. You are the living being. Your pure consciousness. We get trapped into these, these um, potholes of ego egoic identity and, and what it suffers from. Like the saying I say, no? If I say to you a million times, I love you, but if once I say, I'm not sure if I really love you, a million times I say, I love you, and you forget it. If I say once, I'm, you know, actually, I think I'm not so much in love with you. That one time you will not forget. <laughs> a million times, you know, you're with me, I, I love you. I say once, you know. Yeah, just 
I'm not sure actually. I feel my heart a bit distant. No. <laughs> That's the one time, and for years to come, you know, you remember you said this to me. You don't really love me, because that day you told. You see, this is this is that force that works in us, and it can only work with your cooperation, your sponsorship, and with identity. You have to have an identity in order to suffer. You need identity. It's impossible to suffer without identity. You will feel pain without identity, but suffering you will not feel without identity. You need identity for suffering. We can also suffer and don't be attached to suffering. It's not called suffering then. Can I say something? Mm. I was like yesterday, kind of struggling with the same thing. Something came and it like looks like a problem, and I just didn't want to pay attention to this and. And it sometimes wakes me up during the night, and it's like attack of the mind, and it shows me you are the victim. It's strong and stuff. And tonight it was just the grace to inquire into this: who is suffering, and all just fall away immediately, just by inquiring. Mm-hmm. Because it, no problem, no suffering. Yeah, not just by the question "Who am I," but by the intention to find out. You see, what rises as I inside here? What is arising as I inside here? What is speaking these things? You know, who is that? Who is identified there? Who, who, whose identity is that? And what is aware of this identity? That's inquiry. You see, that's like kryptonite to the ego, the Superman ego. Can't cope with that question. It's it's unreality. It cannot appear to be real. It cannot give off the sense of reality on the light of that question. Something is saying, "I I don't know. I don't believe this. I don't trust this. I I I." Who who is it? Identify. Does it have a face? That one. Does it have a face? Does it have a being? Is there an entity saying this thing, or is it just being said, just as words? It's like first the words are spoken, and they're looking for, they're looking to be embodied. You know. See, the the energy comes as thought, mm-hmm. and belief embodies them, makes them get embodied. Enough belief, and it's almost like they can separate, almost like a, mm. a separate entity, and even come and attack you, like as a, as a person, even. But you are the source of it. Mm. I wonder who realized these things. <laughs> Would you? Mm. Um, I'm wondering about when uh, when strong desires come up. And you inquire into it, mm. and then the sinks again, mm. and it rises again, and mm. it sinks, and it rises again. So, so you try to like um, 
let the desire fall away, but it comes up as strong, as strong, as strong, as strong. Yeah, it's are very, some, it's very difficult. Are there some? And then I read, I think once I read in Harper's book, that some some desires or some things just have to play out. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I was going to say the same thing. Mm-hmm. That there cannot be a desire without you in it. Mm-hmm. You understand? Now that maybe the higher, maybe the higher desire inside is to transcend that desire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe the higher desire is to transcend that desire. But somewhere along the line, that desire meant something was alive in some way. Something has been growing this desire somehow. Then perhaps for whatever reason, to feel the consequence of the playing out of that desire, whatever it is, mm-hmm. something feels. You know, I better just leave that. But it's a, there's a there's a struggle. Mm-hmm. And you cannot just deny. Some things you can turn away from them. You can just say, "Don't give it, don't give it any air," and it suffocates right there. But there are some things you just cannot do that to. You cannot just ignore them or dismiss because they'll just keep showing up in front. Doesn't matter. You can you bury them. They come up. They'll be there. How you do with that? First of all, it is true. If something is so powerful, let it let it go. Let it happen. What can you do? You cannot go around your life putting all your energy to try and sit on top of desire. Don't let it happen. For what reason? Mm. Sometimes it has to come out, and then somehow it gets when it manifests in a kind of physical scenario. And then a lot it gets discharged somehow. A lot of it, the energy gets burnt rather than suppressing. Suppressing is not good. Mm. Control is good. Suppress not. If too much control comes suppression, <coughs> suppression creates a lot of ill health. Mm. A lot of people are dying of cancers, which are coming out of suppressing, 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 and trying mm. to be something that they are not or something like this. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it just have to happen. Just get, mm. just happen out. Yeah, it feels like some, some, some things come up like. It's so strong that it's like it, it's it's like part of this. It seems like it's part of the expression of how, how the life force, body or the mm. life force, and and these things. It seems like to control it. It seems like almost like trying to change my body or something. Mm-hmm. Like trying to change. I don't know. And who is trying to control it also? Mm. Um, conditioning also. Sometimes a thing just has to happen, mm. and. Um, Maybe our own conceptual framework of who we are is in resistance to that. But sometimes it just has to just just happen out, you know. Especially when there's a lot of expectation about how you should be, mm-hmm. and if there's a lot of expectation about how you should, and you're trying to live that, and yet something belongs to your expression to to be burped up or to to happen out, and that thing may not go much further than just having a, a burp. It has to get burped up. But you're kind of like you know taking everything to keep it down, and it just wants to burp up. You can, we cannot work out life in our head. A lot of time people sit down and try and work it out. No, no, we shouldn't do this. Shouldn't do that. But you don't know. Just let go and let just just walk with the life. Walk in the life as life, you know. And find your way. Because it's impossible to know what's around the corner. And it's not that you're unpredictable. You're weak. No, no. Actually, that's the beauty. That's a strength. In fact, 
For a while, we think rigidity and tightness is a strength. Then gradually, as you mature, you see that flexibility and openness is the strength. And the people that you thought were really single-minded and very strong, that were strong, you realize that quite often it's a weakness. They couldn't embrace another idea. They were not. They were too afraid to open up to another possibility. And so they just became very tight and uh, stuffy. What I'm saying is broader than anybody's person, because it is saying that if you are living with with an idea that is something that you're suppressing, 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 for what reason are you suppressing so much anything? You know, you need to look at that. What 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 is it that you can say? I mean. Okay, if you want to go more deeply into an inquiry with it, you can say, I mean, okay, you know, what is happening here? Okay, what's happening? Suppose you have an intense desire. I say, what is what really is happening here? What 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 is what is what is it about? What is this thing in my mind? What is that going to bring me? You can start look if you want to analyze something. What is this thing going to bring me? Because it's big in your mind, and actually, in the end, nothing is so big. It's just big in your mind. What is so big? And sometimes you have a fantasy in the mind that somehow this thing is going to. You start to put pictures on to put flesh around your 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 concepts or ideas that this thing is going to make me feel more free. It's going to make me feel more that, you no, know, or whatever. If you begin to really look at it, you can say, well, okay, that's what the that's what uh, my mind creates this this idea. But it's now it's it's, a, it's all over myself. It's all over my being, and my my body feels it. My 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 heart. I feel. What is being? What? Anyway, anybody who does inquiry can do this. Look at it, something like that. Because in the end, what I've seen, I've seen it also myself. That there are people who force something to to stay in a shape i say i cannot do this mm. i cannot stay in something which in a, some energetically if a shape is wrong mm. and if someone i don't know okay now you brought something in so i don't know something personal now come the dimension come i was talking very broadly about these things but it's of course if you bring it personally <laughs> the same eyes can look at it at what is it that uh, is is being imagined <laughs> Because we're imagining almost like sometimes that a certain situation, a certain relationship, be, being having a certain job or being in a certain part of the place is going to solve your life or going to make your life into something so beautiful. I've not seen any of that, to be honest. I've seen that sometimes, say, if you look at relationships, sometimes maybe something in a relationship is not true, if it's not good. If it's not good and we're trying so hard to not face something in it, then you say, okay, you know, then... Where does this feeling come from then? Or is it that the one person is really incapable, really, for the moment, of being in a state where you're being challenged by things and stay in it? Or whether it's a little bit of that, but mostly something else. You have to, inquiry is a light that opens up everything on these things to look at it. And then to bring that into some way of conversing about it and talk and say, look, you know, Actually, it's it's this is what it is. But very often we are looking at life about some things like these things, and they seem to be so important. And in the end, they're not that important. It's not that important. 
you get married, you say oh, forever and ever, but you, can you do it? Is, <laughs> is it really with you to do this? And there are some people who say, no, 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 I will not, and they'll stay and stay and stay, and they're suffering. Their legs are falling off, it doesn't matter, but they won't let go of something. So I feel, you know, my love for you is free, and your love for me is free, and anytime you want to walk out that door, you can go. I don't want to bind anyone. I don't want anybody to be a, have to explain themselves to me. Because I don't want to have to say, oh, to prove why I care and why I love you. And no, I don't want this. I don't trust that. I don't call it love. You go anytime you want, go. And it's always been the same for people around me as well. You gotta go, you go. My mom, I'm leaving you forever. Oh, good luck, mom. Don't forget your jacket. You have to go, you have to go. This is my, my, my mm. feeling about things, because other than that, then you both suffer. Everybody suffer. If you're simply trying to hold something together, for what? What kind of loyalty is that? Mm. It's not a loyalty. Mm. I say, you know, save yourself the trouble, rather than die standing up. I rather say, no, this, if somebody is feeling like that, let them go. If, the love that I feel in my heart for anybody is not fickle, I know this. Even people have come uh, to satsang. Let's put it like this then. Yeah, many people came to satsang. And we've been very close on some level. Mm. We eat together and everything. People say, you changed my life. And uh, meeting our encounters changed my life. And thank you for everything. And then after they, these people write the most terrible things about you. And create all kinds of lies and things like this. And their spirit turn against you. Why? Because their minds come to something that they could not handle or something like this. And they, they, they change. And I'll tell you, they change more than any relationship you will have or anybody of you will have. I'm talking about people with, with whom life has offered such a way into freedom and they turn completely. So I know where the human being can go. I know where the mind can go. You see? And now I don't say, you know, no, no. I can rely on this 100%. Mm. I say, yeah, there are some beings with whom I feel like this. But to say, no, that will never happen, I don't say this thing. Because mm. I've seen enough of that. And if that is a love that people have, I don't want it. Mm. The love that, I, that is felt here in my heart towards all, any being who turns... Well, actually, not just any beings who turn towards truth. To, to anyone who even if they're a bit locked up in their own thinking and stuff, anybody. I know that underneath is just the same truth. But if I have a kind of a, a relationship of love with you, that where somehow we've connected and spoken, I will not betray that love. Not in all eternity. It is you who betray, not me. So I have the right and the power to say what I'm saying. Mm. I say it with fierceness because I know how fickle we can be in what we in what we say. What we you know, people make promises, and I, yeah, they can make a promise. They can cut their wrist and say, "This I will, I will stand with you, man. This is my blood." I say, "Yeah, okay," but I won't swallow that in my heart. Not again. Sometimes pain teaches you enough, and after that, like it's enough. You understand? You don't keep going back the same. I don't say you never love anything. You love, and so, but you love more, more truthfully. 
more beautifully, more more true. It's, it's such kind of truth, you know. You don't just kind of uh, pretty words and uh, momentary joys and stuff like that. No, because I see that that is not that is not the love that I know that I say is that, that for me is not love. And any one of these people, occasionally, one of them come back and say, you know, I kind of sorry, man, a kind of madness came into me, and. Uh, I don't know what happened. I just, I just felt so afraid. I felt mm-hmm. so threatened that somehow I couldn't call you. I couldn't. I took all your photographs away from my house because <laughs> you just sort of, for me, you represented like the end of my life or something like this. And I say, you know what? Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it. What is more important is that you have a turnaround in your own mind for now. Work with that because what I tell you, what I point you, I can guarantee. Put my head on the block. That is the truth. But something inside us don't want the truth. We speak like, oh yeah, you know, yeah, man, I'll do this. And even time of Jesus, his, his disciples were close to him. They saw miracles happen. They saw his love and his patience and his tolerance and his dedication to them. And they made promise, I will never listen. You, you are going to betray me. You on the night, that, on, the, on the time when I'm needing you, you will run away. Me, never. Uh, yeah, on that moment, you go. So don't say that you know what you will do. You don't know. The only one who is true, somehow, and even they are not inclined to say, "Oh, I will do." They will not say. It. They say, "I will be." Now I will do, because you don't know what you will do. I don't want to say to someone, "I will do this. I'll do this. I will stand by you," because maybe I don't stand by you in the way that you think. But I stand by you in another way. So I don't want to create. We put a lot of um, energy in 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 sort of. There's there's a saying we have that that a promise is a comfort only to a fool. They say that they were saying mm. only a fool makes someone else's promise into comfort to go to bed. Oh, you're comfortable because. When you look at life and more closely, you see that it's it's a folly to keep saying how you will be and what you will do. You don't really know like that. And yet, there's something powerfully consistent about true love. This is what I would say. Some people, they cannot help how they are for the moment. You cannot help. I don't want someone to be living a lie unto themselves to try and please my eyes. I hear enough people trying to please me. I say, you cannot please me by being something which is untrue. You cannot. And also, I don't want anything. I don't want anything at all. You know, if I want something momentarily while my body is warm, I like to see this place somehow in service to more and more to the people who seem to come to satsang, enjoy satsang with me, then this is, this is good. But I don't live in that. And because I don't live in that every day, our satsang and our life is a 100% here, every day. Our life is not a life waiting to happen in another two years, every day, because nobody promised you tomorrow. So, it is like that. Still you're working because a vision is there, and an energy is coming to, to support that, and some seem to support that, but it already taught me down the line, uh, don't uh, make assumptions. And a lot of time, a portion of our mind loves assumptions, 
draws comfort from assumptions and from and from promises and stuff by human beings who don't have the power to fulfill their promise. You see? And sometimes it's healthy to change your mind. <laughs> you don't have to finish everything you've started. And you don't always have to tell the truth. You're free to tell a lie. You can tell a lie. Nobody tell you, you must be the... No, you can tell. You can lie as much as you want. But I would just say, it's better you don't, mostly. Because sometimes you have to, even the, even the masters have to tell a lie. They have to tell a lie also, for, even for the benefit of, uh, of, of those they love. There was one story about one man. He... Um, he was going to satsang each day, going to satsang each day, and somehow he was very busy man, businessman, very busy, had golf, had his family, everything like this. But he loved satsang, and um, he went to his master. He was he was talking, and uh, he said to the master, "You know." Uh, Father, I, I've been with you for so long, but I don't feel I'm growing. I don't feel I'm, I'm, I don't feel like I'm changing uh, profoundly. I've been here for five years in satsang with you. I don't feel that I've really learned anything. And the master knew that because his mind was too dedicated to too many things. He had too many programs and all of this. So he says, he says, you haven't learned anything? He says, I've learned superficial things, but I haven't changed. And like this. The master said, show me your hand. Show me your hand. So he put his hand, the master looked in his hand and goes, Oh no. Pardon? He goes, oh no, no, no. <laughs> so already his heart is jumping, palpitating. The master says, Oh my God. I should have looked at this before, but in eight days your life is finished. My life is finished in eight days. so powerful thing. He went home and uh, his wife said, Darling, I prepared the dinner and everything and you you have a you have your golf meeting tonight, your friends are meeting on the on the, on the course and they're waiting for you at six o'clock. I'm not going to that place. I've only got eight days. I've been sitting with my Guruji, he's been saying these things to me and somehow I cannot give him attention. I've got only eight days to live. What is golf to me? The next day also, like that. His children, they're having a play at school. Uh, Daddy, Dad, you got to come to see this play at school. And he's, I can't, I can't, I can't go to play at school. I don't know. I got to stay here and contemplate about really what my life is, who I am. I have to do this. I'm sorry. Oh, Daddy, Daddy, you disappoint me. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but you know. What is my life going to be in another, I've got, I've got seven days to live. And then he didn't show up at work for five days. He didn't show up at where the people are coming. So, you know, what has happened? We need a board meeting and stuff. You're not there. He says, I don't care. What is business to me? When one day I am dead, I got no life. What is business to me? What is all these things about insurance and stuff? What is that to me? I have got to put my mind completely to solving the riddle. I can't spend more time talking about business meetings. Then on the eighth day, the master himself came. 
this. What has happened? You're not going to work anymore. You're not taking care of your 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 hobbies. You don't go. What has happened to you? Say, sir, how can you say this? You gave me eight days to live, and I couldn't waste my time going to business, going to school fairs, and you know, sort of local. This is this is what. Who, who would spend their life like this? I have to. I have to. I had to do it. And now by just because you gave me this eight days, thank you, I realized the truth of what you've been pointing to. I I just I had to I had to leave everything for this. Because the master knew if he didn't say this, this man would still be running to the office, oh my god, I gotta do this and his satsang wasn't going past the throat, it was just in his mouth. He couldn't swallow. So that was a lie. But what a beautiful lie. Because without this he would not have done it. So sometimes lies have to be told also. And not necessarily have to be so auspicious. Sometimes people tell lie, you can tell any kind of lie you want. <laughs> what love, what good is a love to you that is without trust? Without faith, without the genuine, you know, surrender. It can't be. It cannot be. And uh, of course, we can live in the half light of many things, in the shadows of many things. We can live. We can do many things. It's fine. It's fine. And some things they take time to show themselves. It's fine. Some marriages happen in a in a situation that people at first don't really feel genuine love for each other, and they can grow. You know, it's not you know black and white like this. There are many different shades of things. But genuinely, there must be building. Something must be building inside them. Something genuine must be inside them. And God puts together very strange mixtures. <laughs> Sometimes you look at two people, you say, "Them two don't look like they should be together." But God put them together. And they're going to be more together than you and your own relationship, because you cannot say what two people bring to each other, based upon such shallow projections and judgments. Mm. It's best keep your mind quiet, clip your tongue, mm. mind your own business, mm. wish the world well. Sweet little recipe for a fairly contented <laughs> life, I would say. <laughs> I feel like every uh, human, like if there's a person there, that every relationship is always in half light. I only feel like it's the only person I've met is you that is capable of the love that I call love. Everything else is half, half light. And it has to be half. It's okay. It has to be half because if it was full, then you're stuffed because there's no more space for finding out what is true. If our illusions and delusions worked, then you would be finished because you would have no ambition, no aspiration to go beyond and to find. Pain helps us to grow and to look for what is real, what won't leave you. And the only thing that won't leave is the thing that can't leave, and that is your own self. Everything else is tourist. Everything else is traffic. Let let it come and go. 
something will move with you for the rest of this bodily existence and who can say beyond but uh, many things they come together like this and some boom and they never come touch again just let it all just be what it is so when someone because one of the most pressurizing things is someone who has an expectation of you mm-hmm. or you to have expectations of people it just shrinks them it's like you know you can't breathe it's like you know you have to be something for you and i remember people would sometimes come and they say like you know oh i know you would understand and uh, i know this and oh you're so kind and so gentle and you're so you're so always available and i think it sounds nice but it's like a trap <laughs> because if i'm always available i'm always have to be available you see So I said no 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 I'm not that available <laughs> you know but you're such a good person I'm not that good actually actually you understand don't park your car here please don't, don't, don't. <laughs> because you know some of your mind wants to hear oh you're so generous you know yeah so generous I know I can count on you you know I only need 50 quid today by the way you have to say no 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 don't fall for that because on one side it can feel very sweet You know, I know you're very understanding, which means that I, you you will stand around for another half an hour, listen to me <laughs> dribble, or you know, you're so accommodating. So one o'clock in the morning, I can knock on your door. <laughs> so it's just best. No, it's okay. I'm not that much. I'm not that much. Get out of the trap. <laughs> Because it's very, very tempting to say. I will love you forever. I'll be always here for you. It's very tempting. It's just nice to hear it and to say it for the moment. But sometimes sometimes we forget that it's momentary. It's only for now. But it's like forever and ever and ever. But it's said from a very human place with a very human mind and not from some place that is awake inside us. When someone who is awake will say this thing, they know what they're saying and they don't try and hide it what is being said. You cannot make such a a complete declaration as a human being you cannot do it a human being is a very changeful thing and we make promises about things which are in themselves not eternal it is you who are eternal sometimes just when something feels at the at the edge of blossoming it withers have we not noticed yeah. and it feels like it does that so that you don't sink you, you don't pour, like you say you don't pour yourself there because it's not it's, it's not to be poured in because something inside and the one who wants to pour also Uh, we need to don't forget that one also <laughs> because we have to say oh you know the uh, woman going man you know as a man going woman you know is like i say man is not made for woman and woman is not made for man both are made for god that's what i say okay because i to feel oh you know that completes a picture you know so, uh, <laughs> this one completes a bit no find your completeness and uh, be complete together because uh, the human mind the human ego is really a part to a lot of crazy things we want a lot of crazy things that we can't manage 
a lot of things we cannot manage. In the days when I when I had an afro and stuff. <laughs> yeah. I had an afro, flares, yeah. cheesecloth shirt. Oh, clogs. <laughs> Big afro like this, Angela Davis. <laughs> like a tree. <laughs> and I just thought, you know, this is my eternal style. <laughs> I don't want this ever to change. <laughs> yeah. I, I should have bought the pictures. Yeah, look back, you look back on those pictures and go, oh no, don't show them. <laughs> no, not that one. <laughs> it's true. So things have to change, they have to change and be, let's be gracious about it. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. And don't tattoo anybody's name on your forehead, please. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Jenny forever. <laughs> How's Jenny? She's gone. She's a friend. <laughs> you know anything about laser removing? <laughs> hmm. I knew somebody who wanted to put uh, um, their girlfriend's name, right, in diamonds on their teeth. <laughs> Lisa. <laughs> now, I want to know if if anybody had such faith in God, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not X. Is <laughs> my X is God, but here, you know. And this is your kingdom that you must transcend to understand. And it's happening. It's happening.